0: watching GFTV News Month, I'm Pasway Hamdek This month, five furcons announced cancellations, three of them for this year. Paint Fur Animus, Fur Vesta, Forever West, and the remaining two for 2021. Blue Ridge Fur Fair and Chidey We also have completed physical furcons such as Wild Times Convention, Crass, Silicon Forgether, as well as West Aussie Fur Frenzy. With that, we have a total of 87 cancelled. One deferred, four to hold this year and 26 completed. Virtual furry events have brought furries together regardless of where they are on the planet and contributed to society through Furry Fun. And as the current COVID-19 pandemic continued to prevail, these events proved to be integral in the maintenance of the fandom's socialization-based engine. From the first few Discord-based virtual events, like Down Home Furcon to large VR chat-based events, such as virtual ferrets, a trend in size and scale is happening. These events are getting bigger. but it's getting bigger, better? Today, we'll take a look at whether or not size matters to virtual events, as well as the challenges faced by virtual event organizers. Ferry conventions, with its roots in small art meetups in the 80s, Today, these kinds of furry cultural centers can be found in many countries around the world, and annually, hundreds of thousands of furries attend for fun and celebration. Over the years, we can see that these physical cons have the same exact trend we we're just talking about, the increase in size and scale. This is evidenced by venue changes and attendee count. For example, the 2019 edition of Anthrocon has a total attendee count of 9,358, which compared to the approximate count of 500 during its first edition in 1997, is an increase of 8,858 attendees, or 94.7% of its 2019 count. On top of that, Anthrocon changed venues five times, Along which the event size fluctuated from just 630 meters square at Omni Albany Hotel to a whopping 140,000 meters square at the present David L Lawrence Convention Center. Today, Anthrocon by attendee count is the second largest furcon in the world, and so far has donated 590,536 United States dollars to numerous beneficiaries. Here, it is time to ask the question: Is bigger the better for the attendees? And events, we hear from our Singaporean we hear from our Singaporean correspondent White Fang, who has a certificate in events management. White Fang, so to people like us who are attendees, right, we definitely want to look for bigger events that have more activities and programs that are enticing. To get bigger for an event is actually a good thing because if an event is bigger, more people will participate and the programs can actually enlarge and there's more things can be done in an event. But these kind of events will tend to have more incidents and accidents that were prone to be happening because the number of people is increased and the event is, the event size is bigger, therefore a lot of things may happen in an event. The whole event is so big. It is very easy to oversee incidents, oversee problems that might happen these kind of things may generate a lot of negativity from the uh, attendees. Thank you, White Fang. Then, the arrival of COVID 19 and its prevalence through the months has increased the cost of holding such physical events, making virtual modes of social connection practically a matter of safety first. According to the CDC, the highest risk of COVID 19 spreading at events is when, quote, It is difficult for individuals to remain spaced at least 6 feet or 1.83 meters apart, and attendees travel from outside the local area. Here when it comes to furcons, close contact activities such as hugs are common, which further compounded the cost of holding physical events during the pandemic. But until today. There are some furcons that have held their physical events. Although to many it seemed irresponsible to do so, to the organisers of furcons, cancelling events is not something easy to do either, as they are bound by charges that could affect them financially. I believe that the situation is sometimes uh, you cannot cancel without having a proper resolution or a proper information. So that you can know actually if you can cancel uh, the hotel or cancel the activities that you may have with the vendors. So basically, it's very important to understand that it's not something that the conventions wa- don't want to to cancel, but that sometimes they need to fulfill some sort of uh, previous advices regarding this. And not all the conventions has like. Insurances or secures uh, in order that perform uh, proper cancellations. This in turn fueled the importance of virtual events during these times where ferries can continue to stay connected with each other over the internet. As most of them are free to attend, this can be highly advantageous, especially to those who might not be able to attend meetups or conventions, since they just need an active internet connection to attend without the need to worry about travel, accommodation, and tickets. Now, when it comes to organizing events compared to physical events, virtual conventions look easier to organize, right? Not much pressure for venues, contracts, finance, and you just hold a live stream, talk with your friends, play games, and mm, that's pretty much it. Or is it? Let's now talk with Fritzy Wolf, co chairman of Furvana, a Furcon based in the US state of Washington. They recently helped Furvana takes the internet, a one-day-long online event of their own. So Fritzy, as a organizer of fur, physical furcons, are there any new challenges posed in your recent virtual event?
1: Well, honestly, we're pretty new to running physical furcons too. Uh, if it had been safe to run in 2020, that would have only been our second convention. That said, uh, yes, there were a bunch of new challenges with the online event that were very different. Uh, content generation is very different. Audience participation is very different, uh, and of course, uh, a whole wide array of new technical challenges. Um, it's it's really a whole new skill set that we had to learn, and likely would not have succeeded uh, if not for the kind of really fantastic uh, knowledge base and the volunteers that we have around in our community. Um, but you know, at least in a virtual event, you can't break the elevators, so that's good.
0: Now, we always get excited about cons that are big in size. Examples that automatically come to our minds may be Anthrocon, Neurofurons, among others. And as the pandemic came, these cons then had their own share of virtual events too, which are also relatively big in scale. But here's something I want to ask. In your opinion, is bigger the better.
1: Well, it's not the size that counts. It's how you use it. The goal of any furry convention virtual or physical is not to grow as large as possible. Uh, It's to provide the best possible experience for their attendees. Some groups will have the resources to deliver uh, large scale virtual events with VR space and virtual panel rooms and all sorts of fun stuff like that. And that's great. Uh, But other events may want to start smaller, just do a simple stream. And that's great too. It's really dangerous to bite off more than you can chew. uh, And different people enjoy different sorts of events and content. So um, both, both types of events have their place.
0: We also do hear from some furries that uh, large furcons make the prospect of forming new social connections with other attendees a little bit harder compared to smaller furcons. Mapping that onto virtual events, is this the same case? Will um, uh, the effectiveness of connecting furries together be affected by the increase in uh, event size?
1: Uh, that's a good question. I think it may be easier for people who are shy to speak up in a virtual event, but it may also be more difficult for other people who are less familiar with the technology. Uh, so VR space as a whole is a fantastic tool, um, but it can still be hard to understand and it can limit people by the technology that they own. It's new exciting and, and it's a different way of connecting furries, but some people are still going to miss out. Uh, the larger a virtual event is, the more these challenges are amplified. But just like any physical for a convention, you never know who you're gonna meet.
0: In the post pandemic future when it's safer, where most places in the world have reopened, people can start together in larger groups and um, social events may resume operations. Why then will this spell the end of virtual events?
1: Absolutely. Uh, Many of the virtual events that are around now are from physical conventions who had no other choice but to pivot to digital space. Once the physical events are able to happen again, uh, most of them will probably pivot back. But the rise in virtual events has already found a new audience of furries who had never or could, could never attend a physical event before. So uh, that audience is still gonna be around long after the pandemic ends. Uh, and I'm sure that there will still be plenty of virtual events around uh, to serve them.
0: Thank you, Fritzi, for joining us on the program. As we see so far, the size of events is just an indicator of how much one can do at a convention. However, with that comes problems that the event administration must cope with. When the pandemic came, virtual events helped to close distances between furries and though might be held online, present new challenges and factors to organizers that make it as equally demanding as physical events. The pandemic right now still lingers around and may not end as soon as we optimistically expect. But so long as we make full use of online platforms to stay close together, we can make it out of this pandemic stronger. If you've grown up watching Animaniacs, you may have seen the protagonist Yako Walters dancing in front of a world map and excitedly singing the names of countries. That was back in 1993. And 27 years later, this spirit was revived by Atreus Otter, who recently sang a modified version of the song with furries in a place of nations, totaling up to roughly 186 names.
2: ...by Atrius Otter! Jira de Doberman, kit Kaskaris, from Cabot and Kaiser the Blue Beta, Aida de Loda, Pineapple, Pocari, Munch Park, One Boat, Renegade, Rue A, Tissotter, Jim Cody, and Pepper Coyote, and Mante, Vinkini, Merlot, Wolf, Puff, TK, and Jimmy, must Spat, Jay, Fetnickle, Wolf, Silly, and Dizzy Cat, too Kill a kid, Fox, Black, Blue, Manex, Lumi, Yelp, Brigadex, Scully, Dakota, Morsauz
0: In a tweet, he jokingly remarked that, quote, the quarantine had gotten to him, and this video, quote, took him a lot longer to make than he's willing to admit.
2: James.
0: Catch us every Monday at 10pm Singapore time. Go to our website, globalfurrytv.news.blog, follow us on social media, or listen to our GFTV Podwave podcast station to receive the latest from the furry fandom whenever and wherever you are. Before we leave, let's end this program with some more positive news, brought to you by Double Meerkat in his recent issue of Digging Up Positivity. That's that's all for Jet 2 News Month and see you all next week. Have a great and wonderful fluffy day.
2: It took a bit, but Confuzzled released their final numbers. They raised an astounding $33,703.15 for the Secret World Wildlife Rescue. Impressive amount especially since this is an online convention. On the other side of the pond we had Megaplex joining the row of online conventions where 571 online visitors contributed to a total of $10,079.37 for the Care Foundation an amount most welcome to them in these harsh times. Besides online conventions We also see other initiatives in our community for our four-legged friends. Like the Furry Phone. This month's charity was Little Angels Service Dogs. And so far they have raised $123 for a place where every dollar counts. Little Angels dedicates themselves to provide service dogs or emotional support dogs for people with disabilities. The Twitter team of the Orlando International Airport decided to have a little bit of fun on the internet and started to upload photos of various airplane tails with a little twist. One of those photos was with Pultoyal, and he sure looks amazing on a plane. Who knows what the future might bring? Furry Airlines?